Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. No matter <clears throat> how many times that I said that I think I would someday make it as the left fielder for the Chicago Cubs, <laughs> just saying that is not going to make it true. I don't appreciate the laughter, I'm just... <laughs> no matter how many times there have been claims of certainty that at a specific date and time the world would come to an end or that Jesus would return, no matter how many times that's been claimed, so far, it hasn't come true. No matter how many times he and his followers say it, Donald Trump did not win the 2020 election. Just because someone thinks it or says it and it gets repeated again and again and again, in no way does that make it whatsoever true. Now, there's a concept that I learned about in seminary. It's called relativism. The definition of relativism is the doctrine that knowledge, truth, and morality exist in relation to culture, society, or historical context, and that truth is not absolute. How I always interpreted that was that people pretty much define their own truth. I really found that concept fascinating, and I've been thinking about it deeply for many years, and I think that people do see the world through their own frameworks and lenses. But as I grow older, I am convinced that all truth is not relative. For instance, what about statements like, it's wrong to commit murder? Or everyone is born holy? Or we are all part of an interconnected web of all existence? Those seem like pretty strong arguments that demonstrate that some truths aren't really relative. Now, recently, Andrew, our social justice coordinator, and I were invited to a meeting of a bunch of civil rights and other kinds of activists from across the country. It was actually quite an honor for me to be invited. I'm still not sure who gave them my name. <laughs> we began talking about spiritual truths, words I heard before but always had some confusion about what they meant. You know, Unitarian Universalists have a wide degree of understanding of what and acceptance of the concept of spiritual. We were talking about the difference between spiritual truths and false spiritual truths. And I was struck by this. So when we were done with the meeting, I came back and tried to find a good explanation of spiritual truths. And honestly, it was hard to find because I don't think there's one clear definition of that. But on the website, Mind that ego, I would suggest it to many of us, I found almost exactly what I was looking for. Spiritual truths are essential laws of nature. They transcend belief or opinion. They're universally acceptable and free from distortion. These truths emerge in pure awareness, in silence, Beyond language and poor translations, they speak the language of the heart. 
They're honest, simple, and resoundingly beautiful. And spiritual truths stand in contrast to narrative truths, or actually what I might call false spiritual truths. Narrative truths are basically an attempt to refine a narrative or story to match events or opinions. So at that meeting, when we were talking about spiritual truths, we were talking about that in relation to how Dr. King referred to spiritual truths. So I, too, came back and went for a search of that, and I found an essay he wrote about religion, where he said, when religion on the strength of its own postulates speaks to humans of God and the moral order of the universe, when it utters its prophetic burden of justice and love and holiness and peace, then its voice is the voice of the eternal spiritual truth, irrefutable and invincible. Now, February's worship theme is justice and truth, justice and equity. So if you have to think, are the concepts and equity and social justice actually spiritual truths, then you have to kind of wonder what that's about. Well, no matter how many times those who create narrative truths try to tell us that brown people's human lives at the border are worth less than those who are citizens on the other side of some border, that is a narrative truth and not a spiritual truth. No matter how many times we're told that children can only be exposed to one version of history in schools that whitewashes things like slavery and racism and discrimination, that's a narrative truth. That's not a spiritual truth. And no matter how many times we hear that this country was founded as a white Christian nation and should be governed that way, I would say that that's a narrative truth and not a spiritual truth. So what, according to Dr. King, would qualify as uttering its prophetic burden of justice and love and holiness and peace? Well, a spiritual truth could be very well could very well be that we are all unique and yet connected and all human beings, and I mean all human beings, deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. I would say that's a spiritual truth. A spiritual truth about our connection would be, as Dr. King is famously quoted as saying, that we are tied together in a single garment of destiny caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, a spiritual truth. A spiritual truth could also maybe be found in the words of this quote by Nelson Mandela, which is, no one is born hating another person because of the color of their skin or their background or their religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. I'm going to hope that that's a spiritual truth. It is shocking the kind of narrative truths that have impacted the history of this world. Some have been based in ignorance, others based in often repeated mythology, some conspiracy theories, and others pure lies. 
And I don't think any historian or futurist of pre-20th century Earth would ever have been able to predict the impact of technology and the impact it's had on blurring the lines of narrative truths and spiritual truths. So where does that leave us? I think that leaves us as individuals and as a group in need of moral grounding about the essential laws and truths of nature. Grounding that transcends individual belief or opinion, grounding that is universally accessible and free from distortion, truths that emerge from pure awareness in silence, beyond language and poor translations, truths that speak to the language of the heart, that are honest and simple and resoundingly beautiful, truths that utter a prophetic burden of justice and love and holiness and peace. I am a minister in this faith tradition because I believe, I truly believe, that this faith tradition tries as best we can to speak spiritual truths as much as possible. I think like most of humanity, we struggle sometimes to agree on how to word them. We like to wordsmith things. But at the core of this faith is the desire for humans to love each other and the world. For people to be treated with dignity and respect no matter who you are and whom you love. To support systems that are designed to be equitable to all and not preferential to some. Now, if you think about this, these aren't just liberal talking points. These aren't platform statements from a political party. These are what we believe to be spiritual truths based on what we as Unitarian Universalists believe that are honest and simple and resoundingly beautiful truths that utter a prophetic burden of justice and love and holiness and peace. Sure, other faith traditions may have what they think are their own spiritual truths, which is part of the challenge of a multi-religious world that we live in, but all of us here today and all of us watching at home have to make decisions every day. And what I am inviting us to do is to have some shared clarity and perhaps some shared agreement that we, you use, are grounded in these larger spiritual truths that hopefully, hopefully, we think about, we consider, we act upon in our private and in our public lives. We are living in times with more to come that will test our faith and test the decisions that we make and the actions that we take. I guess one of our big questions that we need to answer is can we live practicing these larger truths that we hope will lead to a more just and more equi <clears throat> equitable world? It all starts with us and how we choose to act either bending the narrative 
to fit the truth as we see it, grounded in these larger truths that emerge in pure awareness and silence beyond language and poor, and poor translations will help us not bend that narrative for our own purposes because truths must speak to the language of the heart. Truths that call on us to practice them as much and as best as possible. Truths that remind us that we are not perfect and never will be. And yet, we can make a difference in our own lives, in the lives of our neighbors, and even sometimes a difference in the world in ways we never, ever imagined possible. So may that be so, and amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more sermon podcasts, go to uucf.org slash worship hyphen services and scroll down to sermon podcasts.